Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Hey, welcome back to Politico Tech. Today is Thursday, December 7th. I'm your host, Stephen Overly. There's an AI firestorm coming next year, and it won't be in Washington. Look instead to the Golden State. For all of the talk on Capitol Hill about the risk of unfettered AI and the need for regulation, including two Senate listening sessions just yesterday, the likelihood of any immediate legislative action is small. In California, however, lawmakers have bills locked and loaded. Jeremy White covers California politics for Politico. On the show today, he tells me about this wave of incoming legislation— and why the stakes are high for both Silicon Valley and Sacramento. Well, Jeremy, welcome back to Politico Tech. Pleasure to be back here. So we know California is home to a lot of the AI developers. It's also the state where the stakes for potential AI regulation are the highest. Why is that? I think on a lot of issues, California, particularly given its dominance by one party and then Its sheer size is very influential if it goes first on certain policy areas. We have certainly seen that with data privacy. California's landmark data privacy law and regulations are sort of setting um, the leading edge for the nation in a lot of ways. And I think something similar could happen with artificial intelligence where there's a lot of desire amongst Democrats who control the legislature to do something about it. Um, There's a lot of desire amongst organized labor, which has a lot of friends among those lawmakers to do something about it. A lot of political pull. And then, of course, the major companies are headquartered in San Francisco. And so uh, what happens in their home state has a direct bearing on them. And it kind of flows both ways. A lot of these executives and experts who are based in Silicon Valley have easy access to – or I should at least say proximity to decision makers in Sacramento and vice versa. Right. And San Francisco, I think it's no secret, and uh, the tech industry to a certain extent have gone through some economic upheaval lately. And and I think a lot of folks, including the mayor, London Breed, are really looking to AI to help um, drive a recovery there. And so there's a lot of different incentives here, economic incentives, uh, regulatory desires that really make California and Sacramento, I think, the center of the action right now. Well, and that's, let's talk about that action because, you know, you've uncovered more than a dozen bills that are headed for debate and headed for um, Sacramento next year in California. Um, I botched that. Let me you, You've uncovered more than a dozen bills related to AI that are coming up next year in California. What are these bills going to be? I should say a dozen, I think, is Really, where people are setting the floor on bills, we're so likely more than to see a this dozen year. Is where we're I've asked a lot up. of sources: Are you taking the over or the under on a dozen? And they all took the over. So, okay. in some ways, that's a bit of a speculative number. But we already have several bills that have either been introduced or lawmakers have have said they're planning to. And I think, both based on those bills and some of my conversations with people, you can sort of identify some broad buckets of the areas that lawmakers are going to look at. So I would say one of them is broadly public safety, avoiding um, an AI-produced bioweapon or uh, Mm. a a devastating cyber attack. There's a state senator representing San Francisco, Scott Wiener, who already has a bill basically saying if you're going to develop these um, tools, you need to think about those consequences. So that's one piece, right? Right. Another is the sort of labor, job replacement, surveillance, um, SAG-AFTRA, the actors union that of course was in the midst of 
a lot of strikes this summer. A lot of news this year for A lot them. of news this year. And a lot of what was going on were concerns about the use of AI to generate likenesses of actors and that type of thing. And so there's a bill regulating that in areas where it's not necessarily in a union contract. So certainly the labor concerns are going to be a big one. Um, we're going to see uh, a bill on algorithmic bias that didn't quite make it last year revived. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more. And then there are concerns about sort of disinformation and democracy, AI that can put um, uh, deep fakes of politicians, you know, taking a position that they're not actually taking out there. So for example, we um, – there's a bill coming from a lawmaker that will uh, impose watermarks on images to sort of help you uh, distinguish the original from a, from an imitation. So that's sort of a, a very broad view from 30,000 foot way to think about it. But it's such a complex topic and it can touch on so many different areas that I, I think it's likely we're going to see a lot of bills that, that break off particular pieces of it, even down to different unions running different bills that affect the specific way AI could affect the workforce or workers. Interesting, because you know, here in Washington, D.C., I mean, kind of the debate around AI regulation is, do you need some sweeping legislation? Do you do smaller bills and sort of tackle some of these really specific risks that you're talking about? And it sounds like California is taking the latter approach, certainly, and kind of taking a bunch of different cracks at AI focused on in different areas. California has taken on this role before of being like the U.S. de facto regulator of tech, um, which is an interesting role certainly for the state to play. But its its results have been mixed, you know, in terms of how effective it's actually been at that. What are the odds with these AI bills that California actually does get them across the finish line or or kind of, um, you know, set a national standard in some way? It's an excellent question. Uh, I put this to a lawmaker who who represents parts of Silicon Valley and actually um, was a VC at one point. And he essentially said, uh, we'll see a ton of bills. The question is if we can get something substantive put into law. And so I think part of that is that in a lot of ways, this is kind of just a, a popular topic now. So a lot of bills are going to be introduced. I think it's a safe assumption that some will do more than others. There's going to be a lot of industry opposition. I think industry wants to um, be at that proverbial table trying to shape what these bills look like. But certainly, they're not just going to accept whatever type of regulation is imposed in them. They're going to want to shape it and, and likely fight it if it's going too far. And then the governor, Gavin Newsom, while he issued an executive order to study the risks and the benefits, particularly as it comes to, to state agencies using this technology um, and has talked about uh, wanting to protect public safety, he's also a guy who has a longstanding interest in uh, protecting California's innovation economy, which is a big economic pillar and also a big part of California's identity. He was mayor of San Francisco. He has a lot of ties to that world. And so certainly I wouldn't say that Governor Newsom is resisting any sort of regulation, but he is definitely going to be somebody who has played the role and I expect will play the role with this technology of pushing back on regulation that goes too far in a way that that stifles that innovation economy. Well, I was going to ask you about Newsom here because he does have these strong ties to the tech industry. We've talked about in the, that in the past. He's carried water for them in fights with unions in the past. Is there an example that stands out to you of how his sort of conflicted impulses on tech have played out in some of these past policy fights? I think the most recent one that, that stands out pretty starkly um, is a fight over self-driving trucks. 
um, legislation that was really backed by the Teamsters and organized labor would would essentially have tried to pump the brakes, if you will, on self-driving trucks without a human driver on board. The governor signaled pretty early on he would veto that and did um, signaled early on in a way that was unusual for him. We don't often see the governor taking such a public stance and that was one where again, he didn't say no regulation is necessary. He said, I don't think we need this bill and it risks um, squelching this this valuable um, economic driver and, and source of a new type of job in a way that's that's short-sighted. And so that is a hmm. position that the governor takes often. He um, he sees the tax receipts come in and a lot of California's revenue comes from this industry. I think he's very cognizant of that. And I, I don't expect that's going to change. I think it's a, a genuine philosophical belief he has as well of sort of a political alignment with folks who um, some of them he's known for a while and have been political supporters. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is moving forward with a slew of new regulations that put products like semiconductors, electric vehicles, modern healthcare technology, and clean energy at risk. Chemistry is essential to our modern lives, creating products to help foster a more sustainable and competitive future. The Biden administration must change its course and work with manufacturers on science-based policies that protect American innovation. Learn more at chemistrycreates.org. There's also a guy you talked to named Jason Elliott, who's kind of Newsom's point person on all things AI. What do we know about him? What's his role going to be in kind of the political talks as, as all of this gets underway in the next legislative session? It's a great question. Jason Elliott is one of a sort of coterie of people who worked for Gavin Newsom when he was mayor of San Francisco and have remained in his orbit and are now uh, members of his, his administration in Sacramento. Uh, Jason Elliott has um, sort of been a bit of a utility infielder in this administration. He's also been uh, very um, involved in homelessness issues and uh, AI is now one that he's really delving into and is clearly going to be sort of um, an administration point person on this issue and somebody who I think is, has been around Gavin Newsom long enough that he has a fairly good understanding of how the governor goes about his work and sort of what types of things catches interest. And it's clear that this is not just in the Newsom administration, it's throughout the legislature that interest in AI is at um, an unprecedented level right now. And it, it certainly seems like Jason is going to be um, deeply involved in that from the administration's perspective. He sounds like the type of guy who like gets moved from policy area to policy area based on what Newsom cares about or has to what where the fire is. Certainly just from the fact that he has um, been very deeply involved in, in homelessness and AI to um, very top of the agenda issues in California, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. And then I want to just get briefly into sort of two of the other key players here. One, which we've touched on is the unions, which have a lot of pool everywhere, but in California in particular, especially with Democrats. What kind of laws are the unions really pushing for when it comes to AI? You know, what's their end game? I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we are likely to see um, a variety of different bills that sort of target different uses of AI in different sectors. Uh, we've already seen some in the past dealing with things like self-checkout in grocery stores and uh, monitoring of um, healthcare workers like nurses. There's going to be an attempt to limit the use of AI in uh, voice acting and acting. And so uh, you could argue some would, some would 
maybe um, uh, rebut this that self-driving trucks are sort of a form of at least automation. And so I think um, in a lot of different ways it could play out and keeping in mind that we're not just talking about job losses. We're talking about things like surveilling and tracking workers and sort of measuring their productivity and dictating their work based on that type of thing. Um, it's come up in uh, the bias space in terms of companies using algorithms to to choose which workers they hire. And so I, I think it touches on so many different industries and aspects of the workforce that I expect we're going to see a lot of different – I think we're going to see labor fighting on a lot of different fronts on this. And then I, so I feel like we have labor kind of in one corner and maybe Silicon Valley in, in the other corner. What – rumblings are you hearing in terms of them, you know, marshalling lobbyists? I think it's important to remember that uh, the tech sector has a lot of different companies in the mix and they don't necessarily all have the same end goal when it comes to regulation. Mm. Is their main product data? Is their main product software? And that does sort of affect what types of regulations they're for they don't want, right? Um, That being said, I think – there is a recognition generally among tech players that they are going to be on the defensive on this, meaning they're going to be confronted with regulations that maybe go farther than they want. And so certainly the message that they are conveying is we understand some regulation is necessary and make us part of the conversation. I think it's a tactical move that reflects an understanding that um, – in some past rounds, they may have taken a more adversarial stance with things like, say, social media, and that um, they understand that that this is coming, uh, this regulatory kind of offensive is coming, and so they're probably better served at least trying to be part of that process and shaping it. Is that going to work, or are they going to sort of reach an impasse? I think we'll see, but right. uh, I, I think the, you know, Silicon Valley has come under so much more scrutiny and political pressure in Sacramento in the last decade as it has everywhere, I think. Yes. Certainly here in Washington, that's the case. I think the politics have shifted a lot from seeing these companies, whether it's an AI lab, social media company, uh, self-driving vehicles, the shift from seeing them as these sort of um, apolitical innovators to, wait, there are massive societal impacts. We should do something about it. And, And a thing that I've heard from a lot of lawmakers is we dropped the ball on social media. We let it get out of control and then it was too late. We're not going to let that happen with artificial intelligence. And so I think that's really a thing that is motivating people to be proactive about this. Right. We hear a similar refrain in Washington, though. I, I think there are still skeptics as to who, as to whether or not Washington will do anything about AI regulation. I guess my last question for you here, Jeremy, is, you know, we've been obviously been talking a lot about California. I don't think this is a California-only story, though. California has a way of sort of setting a trend. Other blue states often follow. Is that the expectation with some of these AI bills that maybe, you know, what's happening in California portends sort of a a broader push across the country for state-level AI regulation? Absolutely. I think there is always that tendency with California. And I think especially on areas like data privacy or AI, there is there's that uh, additional expectation and again, especially given inaction in Washington that California sort of becomes this de facto regulator or standard setter, zooming out even more, I think there is a view that especially when it comes to data privacy or tech regulation, often it sort of starts in the EU hmm. and then goes to Europe and then maybe 
uh, excuse me, starts in the EU and then goes to California and then maybe the California approach is emulated in other legislatures or, or even Congress. And so um, that said, even if California is perhaps sort of a link in the chain after the EU at times, I think there's no doubt that uh, industry people and lawmakers and other legislatures are looking at California and saying what happens there could very well what influence what happens here. Excellent. Well, thank you again for being on Politico Tech. Always a pleasure. That's all for today's Politico Tech. For more tech news, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. Music in today's episode comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our senior producer is Annie Reese. Our editors are Steve Heuser, Daniela Cheslow, and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. I'll see you back here tomorrow.